0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge.
1: This is Chicago's Afternoon News. Today would have been Martin Luther King Jr.'s 93rd birthday. And in 1965, after viewing attacks on civil rights marchers in what is now known as Bloody Sunday, Bernie Kleino went to Selma, Alabama. And at that time, Bernie, you were a Chicago priest?
0: Yes, I was.
1: And you saw what was happening, and you went there, and you captured photos. And I understand that the photos you've captured, and some I've seen, stand out from others because they're in color. And at that time, everybody was shooting in black and white.
0: Oh, well, you know, that's, that's right. Uh, uh, I like to say that I'm a good example of the saying, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> uh, prior to that time, I only took pictures of vacations and family, uh, but I saw in Chicago, especially when Dr. King arrived, that um, uh, he was being blamed for all the violence that was occurring at his marches and rallies, <clears throat> and I, I felt that someone had to take photos and uh, show that that wasn't the case. And so I decided I would do it, even though I really had no ex- experience. But um, and I, I hate to be a, a name dropper here, but the Birmingham Civil Rights Institute says that uh, these photographs of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In Chicago, 1966, are some of the first color photo photographs that the world saw of Dr. King. Mr. Kleiner captured one of the most violent missions Dr. King undertook, and it wasn't in, in the Deep South. So I, uh, I was fortunate uh, to do what I was able to do. Uh, I loved it. I, it was uh, amazing also— in in those days, unlike today, there was really no security surrounding Dr. King, so I could get within a few feet of him as I did in Grant Park and well, wherever I photographed him, and uh, it it was a thrill to, for me to be that close, and also because I I only had one camera and a small lens, if. If he was far away, I wouldn't have been able to take... The photographs that I did.
1: We're talking to Bernie Kleina. Bernie served as the executive director of Hope Fair Housing Center in Wheaton for more than 41 years. He's one of the most respected fair housing advocates in the country. And your work photographing Martin Luther King Jr. actually went on to shape your life and your purpose in life. And we thought it was bad in the South. And then when Martin Luther King Jr. came to Chicago, I want to play a piece of audio because he was met with things that he had not experienced elsewhere.
0: Oh, I've been hit so many times, I'm immune to it. (laughs) How do you feel about this reception? Well, this is a terrible thing. I've been in many demonstrations all across the South, but I can say that I have never seen, even in Mississippi and Alabama, mobs as hostile. And as hate-filled as I've seen in Chicago. But the march will go on anyway? Oh, very definitely. We can't stop the march. We've gone going on in <laughs> a few minutes. You feel you're in a closed society, Dr. King, here in the southwest side? of Chicago? Oh, yes. It's definitely a closed society. And we're going to make it an open society. And we feel that we have to do it this way in order to bring the evil out into the open.
1: Not only were you there to witness that, but you captured it in the shape of photos and then you went on to try and live his his dream to make his vision come to reality and I know when I go and look you up, one of the things it says is housing is at the heart of our struggle for equality. Can you talk about that? How how far we have come and how far we have to go.
0: Well I, I believe that's certainly the case because where we live uh uh Affects where we go to school, uh, the playgrounds that our kids can play in, uh, the medical care that we're given or denied. And so it's extremely important that we're, we all live in neighborhoods that are safe and, and healthy and thriving. And uh, I believe there's almost nothing more important than where you live.
1: You know, it's kind of heartbreaking being a Chicagoan and hearing that Martin Luther King Jr. encountered things here that he had not encountered elsewhere. What was it like that day? What did you witness?
0: I was uh, surprised myself. I, I was in some of the demonstrations that were uh, extremely violent, and uh, uh, especially young people were throwing rocks and cherry bombs and bricks. And, and it, was, uh, it was extremely difficult uh, to, to march and, and be nonviolent. In college, uh, I played uh, uh, football. I wasn't accustomed to people spitting at me and, you know, me just walking away. But that's the way it had to be. Uh, we had to be nonviolent. That—that's what Dr. King wanted, and uh, if we were to march with him, uh, we had to go along uh, with that philosophy. And it proves to be the correct philosophy of life.
1: And does some of that come about from being a priest early on?
0: Well, I, I don't think so. Um, I think the biggest influence was Dr. King and. Uh, again, the, the thrill that I relive so many days is that I was able to, um, uh, be so close to Dr. King. And I, I remember in Soldier Field, uh, I was just a few feet from him when I heard him say, our, our power is not in violence. And, and that's so true. And unfortunately, um, Many people can't follow that uh, that directive of, of Dr. King today, but uh, it would we would be in a different world if we uh, uh, listened to uh, Dr. King and adhered to his words.:
1: You have devoted your entire life to ensuring that all people are treated fairly and equitably equitably. <laughs> Can't even say it, Bernie. Uh, you just you want people to be on the same playing field. You want everybody to experience the American dream. What do you want us to remember on what would be uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s ninety third birthday?
0: Well, I think each of us has to do more to ensure that uh, justice, equality, and freedom is the reality for everyone throughout our country. Uh, but, you know, John Lewis uh, reminds us that uh, we we cannot get lost in a sea of despair. Uh, we have to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. And we just can't turn our back uh, now. Uh, as difficult as it might be for all of us, uh, we can't uh, turn around now. And... Uh, and we have so many heroes like Dr. King, John Lewis, uh, C.T. Vivian, and uh, and Coretta King, and so many others that um, we can learn from and follow. And and we have to do that if we want uh, the kind of world we, we dream about.
1: Thank you so much for being a peaceful activist and a civil rights activist and somebody that we can look up to. And where can people see your photography?
0: At BernardKleina.com.
1: Thank you so much See? for joining us, Bernie. That's, that's Bernard, Bernard, B-E-R-N-A-R-D, and then Kleina is K-L-I-E-N-A.
0: No, K-L-E-K-L-E-I-N-A, and that's all one word, BernardKleina.com.
1: Thank you for your work that you've done, and congratulations well, on everything you've accomplished. I know we've got a lot to do, but hopefully your legacy continues on as well.
0: Thank you so much.